Welcome to the All Money In Podcast. It's your host, D. Owens, and today we will recap the NFC and the AFC Championship, recap our same game parlays. I will also be presenting you a three-point play NBA picks for today, and also one pick that I feel like is a lot for NCAA basketball. Let's get all money in. All right, y'all, so let's jump straight into it. First off, we're going to cover the Bills and the Chiefs. Unfortunately, I was way the fuck off with this game. Um, you know, I was expecting Mahomes' injury to, you know, kind of get to him. And it may be with show because, as I said yesterday, he had the nerve injury. Also, it was reported that he had the turf toe injury. And it was pretty bad. And he had to wear special cleat and all of that. So, um uh, through all of that, Mahomes, he's a fucking guy. He's, he's, he's great. I ain't going to say he's a guy. I'm not going to say nobody's he's a guy, but he's great. That kid is great. I mean, he got next up, you know, and this Super Bowl, you know, appearance that he's going to have, like, it can really do wonders for his career, especially if Kansas City does win and uh, beats Tampa Bay at home again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Mahomes, he's special. Mahomes. Uh, Kelsey, he's special. We already knew this. Hill, he's special. We already knew this. We've talked about it the past two episodes. But like I said, I was just way off the park. I put too much faith in Josh Allen. I put a little too much faith in that defense that had been playing decently in the playoffs. But it's just no defense that can stop the Chiefs, I feel like. you know, It's no defense that's going to really be able to stop the Chiefs. And I'm really interested to see what Bruce Arians and Todd Boyles what they dial up for the Super Bowl game, but um, <clears throat> other than that, man, it's, you know, Kansas City, they, they back, and like I say, Mahomes, he proved me wrong, and the other 45% who bet against them, like some idiots, and, uh, you know, some point, sometime, one point, at one point, you know, or at some point, you know, we got to acknowledge Andy Reid, too, because, you know, Andy Reid, he's always been a really great NFL coach. Took the Eagles back to the Super Bowl, you know, when he had McNabb and T.O. He's always had a, you know, a solid team. He's always did wonders with quarterbacks, you know, who wouldn't do much more anywhere else. And so I remember the Chiefs specifically whenever they drafted Mahomes and people was like, you know, it's, this is a reach, like, this kid is overrated, yada, yada, yada. And, my, I mean, now look at Andy Reid. I mean, he's a genius. <clears throat> he didn't. Even, he got him in the same draft as Watson and, and and Trubisky. Instead, he just waited on Mahomes. He had to trade up, but he still waited. You know, he didn't. they didn't have to break, you know, their roster and their future picks ahead to go get him. So, again, we got, we got to also compliment Andy Reid, too, getting back to his third Super Bowl. And uh, on the Buffalo side, I think they do got a good team, obviously. You know, you don't make it this far if your team is not good. But, um, you know, Josh Allen, a lot of times last night I was watching, man, he could have just took the, the down, the down, the check downs. Instead, he was just like a couple times forcing it and being too aggressive. And at times, you know, I really feel like that hurt the Bills because instead of getting like these little five and ten yards to help them win, he was throwing it up for grabs and motherfuckers was picking it off. He was getting smashed. He was 
running backwards 20 yards, getting drugged down by Chris Jones. Frank Clark was out there doing his thing. So, you know, I feel like Allen, he could have did a little bit more. But that Chiefs front line, it also, you know, it, it caused havoc, you know. So, like I say, Buffalo tips off, hat, tip they had to, tip my hat off to them. They had a great season. You know, they, they, um, they're going to make some noise. They will be back next year. I, I'm, my, early, my way to early prediction is them winning the AFC East again uh, next year. And uh, I really don't see them losing it. Unless something crazy happens and Watson goes to Miami or, you know, Tua just gets, you know, fucking crazy development this offseason. I can really see the Bills being back, you know, in the playoffs next year. And um, so, you know, like I say, the same game parlays. I told y'all, I said, you know, anytime touchdown, Allen, he didn't get it. Diggs didn't get it. The wild card knocks, though. The wild card pick, he got it. And the Bills defense, the other wild card pick, they did not get it. So if you uh, were lucky enough and put in Dawson Knox in one of your parlays, then I'm sure that hit. Uh, I'm sure he hit. I don't know if anybody else parlay hit. Nobody has really got back out to me yet. So, um but on the Chiefs side, Kelsey scores, Hill scores, Hardman scored. He was a wild card. Williams, I don't believe he did get in the end zone last night. So, you know, a lot of these um, these props I'm throwing at y'all, if y'all can just, however y'all want to do, anytime touchdowns. Like I say, don't put them all together, but you can mix and match them and put two together, put three together, put two together, and put some yards together. Anyway, you know, however you want to set it up, I'm giving you – People who are scoring, and I'm, you know, got pretty damn close also to the um, to the yards yesterday. We faded Mahomes' yards, but you know that was the only thing that killed this. I'm pretty sure everything else happened. Well, Diggs was, I'm sorry, Diggs was three yards short from a from 80 yards, but you know, other than that, depending on how you did your anytime touchdowns and you parlay and however you parlayed, you know, your stats. You more than likely probably had a winner. So, uh, like I say, Chiefs Super Bowl. We're gonna get ready to hop into this Bills. I mean, so we're gonna get ready to hop into this Buccaneers Packers recap. Uh, but first, here's an ad for Anchor. All right, and let's get ready for this Buccaneers and Packers recap. So, <clears throat> as I said yesterday, you know, it was gonna be a a pretty tough day. I felt like for Rodgers. Well, not really a tough day, but, you know, I, I expected a lot to not go his way. And it didn't, and it showed early. You know, they got down pretty quick. Uh, Brady, you know, he threw a touchdown off the rip to Evans. Threw a dagger <laughs> right before halftime to Scotty Miller. They were up 28-10 to 10 and a half, the Bucks were. So, just out the gate, the Packers, they were just, you know, kind of fighting from behind. But at the halftime, Sir Aaron Rodgers, he showed up and he showed everybody why he's probably going to win the most valuable player this year. You know, <clears throat> he probably went in there, got in their ass. They came out on fire. They made it a ball game again. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> the Packers, they ended up falling short 31-26. Um, but, like I say, hats off to, to Rodgers for trying to wheel back his team and, you know, pretty much save his Save himself, you know, some embarrassment yesterday. Um, Adams, Devontae Adams, he got held to like 70 yards yesterday. So, we, uh, 
you know, we talked about that on the pod yesterday, just about how Adams really wouldn't, you know, I feel like Adams wouldn't have his way just because they didn't even let Michael Thomas have his way last week when they played the Saints, the Bucks. So I felt the same would be, you know, for Evans, and it was. I mean, sorry for Adams, and it was. You know, he scored a touchdown. He had some big plays, but he just didn't, you know, kill him for 120-plus yards like he's been doing defenses all year. Uh, Jair Alexander, he held up Mike Evans pretty well. Um, he held down his own side of the field well. Kevin King, you know, he pretty much was the outlier in that game. He got embarrassed a couple times, a couple routes by Godwin. He got embarrassed by Scotty Miller right before the half. Mike Evans, touchdown was on him. So he had a rough day in the office yesterday, and he's actually settling to be a free agent this year. So it's going to be interesting to see who picks him up after that performance yesterday and what many teams, how many teams eye him and uh, see him. But uh, Adam Jones and Fournette, Fournette, you know, he had a solid game. I think he finished the game with, uh, let's see, Fournette finished the game with 55 yards rushing on 12 carries and a touchdown. Adam Jones, he did not also have a good game yesterday for the Packers. He uh, six carries for 27 yards. He had two fumbles that hurt. And so, you know, they said he, he they said he exited the game with a injury, uh, upper body upper body injury. But if you know football, more than likely his pride was hurt, and he was choking pretty hard in that game yesterday. So it was probably just a safe bet for him to sit out and just watch that one from the sidelines. Cause boy, them hey, them cheese heads, they was gonna be on his ass, boy, as soon as he left the stadium. So. Um, yeah, Jones, he had two costly fumbles, man, and, you know, in hindsight, he don't fumble those, no, you know, there's no telling how the game pans out for the Packers, uh, for the Packers, the Packers, what the hell, for the Packers, so, uh, but the Bucks won, and like I said, the defense came to play, as I predicted, um, they had a solid running game, Brady, he ate off the play action from it, and, um, as I noted yesterday for the Packers, I said that role players needed to have a big game. And I highlighted Lazard. I highlighted Tunyon. And I highlighted uh, <clears throat> Valdez Scantlin. And Valdez Scantlin, he had four for 115. Lazard, he had three for 62. Tunyon had four for 22 in the tutty. So, you know, they're role players. They they, they played solid. They, they really uh, complimented Rodgers, Jones, <clears throat> and Adams well. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to put it simply. You cannot bet against the GOAT. You cannot bet against the GOAT. And so, you know, that gives you an idea where I'm leaning towards in this Super Bowl. Then, hey, you know, by all means, <laughs> hop on that hop on that, uh, hop on on that, that ship so we can fire these cannons. But we'll go more in depth to that. Uh, you know, I got a few things I want to do with the show leading up to that game. And so, but like I said, you know, Chiefs, uh, Buck Super Bowl. It was a hell of a championship weekend. It was the first championship weekend on the pod. The first of many more. So, thank you to everybody who's listening. And um, I'm gonna get ready to hop into these NBA parlays <clears throat> for today. But first, another message from Anchor. All right. So the first game we have for NBA today, we have Chicago Bulls versus the Boston Celtics. Um, some important or some key leaders for each team. Jalen Brown right now, he's averaging 27.3 points per game, 
shooting 53.2% from the field goal or from the field, excuse me. Um, the Celtics are 6-1 and one this year against the spread after a loss. Oh, excuse me, 4-3 and three after a win against the spread. Uh, they just won last last night against Cleveland, 141-103. However, though, when the Celtics are laying at least seven points or more this year, they are 1-3. But somehow they're averaging a win margin of 14 points, and they've had nine games go over the total this year. However, on the Chicago side, they are 6-1 and one against the spread after a loss. They just lost two nights ago to the L.A. Lakers, 101-90. Um, I don't think they covered that spread. The Bulls are 79 right now. So, you know, they're playing decent. They're fourth in their division. Um, Zach Levine, 26.8 points per game, um, 44, almost 45% from the field this year. The over, uh, The total point line hasn't come out yet. But I will watch it if it's at like you know um, two around two ten around two twelve. I will definitely hammer the over in that. But um, if you if you hear this and you don't you know and you don't got the numbers yet, the play here is the Bulls plus eight uh, at minus one ten. So the Bulls plus eight at minus one ten. All right. Next up on the NBA slate. We have the 7-10 Orlando Magic versus the 7-9 Charlotte Bobcats. Orlando Magic is coming to this game averaging 104.8 points per game while allowing 110.2 points per game. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, he's averaging 23.2 points per game on 48.8%. Uh, on the opposite side, you have the Hornets, who are 7-9, averaging 107.8 points per game while giving up 108.8 points per game. Hayward, he's the leader on this side, averaging 24.1 points per game, shooting at at 51.2%. Yesterday, Charlotte went 1, 107-104, to but today I am taking the home dog, Orlando Magic, at plus 103. I think this is a a good bounce-back game for them. They're 1-4 in their last five games, um, with four of them being on the road. So I feel like this is a good home, a good spot for them to win at home and a, uh, a good time to take the home dog. So here the play is Orlando Magic money line. All right, and last up on the NBA slate that I will be giving out today, we have the Brooklyn Nets versus the Miami Heat. Uh, both of these teams just squared off a few days ago. Um, Brooklyn was able to take away the victory after losing two straight to Cleveland. Uh, they were able to come back home and uh, beat the Heat by way of 128 to 124. Some uh, people to really highlight in this game. Um, last time they played, Bam Adebayo had 41 points, 14 out of 20, 12 or 14 free throws. KD he had 31 points, 11 to 19, five or six free throws. So I definitely expect them two to have a big game again today, along with. Um, Harden and Kyrie, as long as uh, Brooklyn is soft in the paint, they don't really, you know, DeAndre Jordan, he's been in the league for a while, but not really that guy that can anchor the defense. I've seen some rumors of them possibly trading for McGee, or they could either pick up Alex Lynn, the former center from from uh, Atlanta Hawks. He played with the Raptors as well. He's on the market now, so until they kind of sew up that defense in the middle, they're going to be, you know, 
vulnerable in the paint, you know, on the boards, and most importantly on defense, which, you know, leads to me saying that we're going to ride with the over in this game. Um, some pretty crazy stats, but, like, the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of Brooklyn's games, the last 12 of Brooklyn games have been over. They have went over the total. This is set at 234 right now. And, um, you know, last night or two nights ago, it was set at 232, and they went over that. So I see them obviously going over two, uh, 234 tonight. Probably be right there close to it. But um, if you wanted to, you could alternate it to like 230. But um, the safe play here, I feel like, is the over in this game at 234 or or alternated at 230. All right, and last up on the slate for today, we have NCAA basketball, UNC Greensboro at Furman. Um, this is uh, SOCON play. Furman 10 and 5. The home team is laying five points to UNC Greensboro. Uh, UNC, Green, UNC Greensboro has been playing really good of late. Uh, they're on a four-game winning streak. They beat some really good SoCon opponents, Chattanooga, Citadel, and Samford. And they've really been really they've been playing really well on the road this year. Um, you know, Furman, they also have a really good team. And they can score with some of the best teams in the nation. They're averaging 83.4 points a game, um, shooting at 49%. You know, Greensboro, they're averaging 73.2%. Uh, shooting 41 from the field. However, I think where they will separate themselves in this game, they will crash the boards harder than um, than uh, Furman. Uh, Isaiah Miller, the um, the uh, he's a guard for UNC Greensboro. He's averaging 18, 7, and 3. So he's a kind of a do-it-all kind of guy over there for UNC Greensboro. Might want to watch him. And they have on the Furman side, uh, Bothwell, he's a guard, averaging 18.3 points a game. And um, there are four mounts. He's averaging six rebounds a game. So they're a little more team, you know, they're more of a team um, when it comes to stats, I guess you could say. Whereas Greensboro, they kind of have like a guy who can do it all. And we know in college that can be scary. You know, one guy can really carry a team especially in games like this. So I am going to go with UNC Greensboro, the money line, the road dog for my final pick of today. I will post the parlay on Twitter today. So if you want to tell, you can tell. But um, like I say, um, UNC Greensboro, money line. All right, y'all. So it's been a pretty... Pretty eventful weekend, uh, pretty uh, a nice morning. You know, I'm going to get ready to get my day started now. Uh, try to make some money <laughs> so I can fuel the, or so I can fund the duel and uh, fund all money in. So, like I say, just continue. I appreciate y'all support. I appreciate the continued shout outs. Uh, I will be doing a giveaway soon. So, you know, for everybody who's listening, who makes it this far, you know, stay tuned. Uh, I will post it on Twitter. I will have an Instagram coming soon and a YouTube coming soon. Uh, so also, like I say, just be on the lookout for that. 
And also, I have a friend who will be covering golf. So I don't know if any of y'all like golf, but, you know, he's going to join the team. He's going to get on here. He's going to talk about some golf. And uh, so within the next week or two, he will be on the pod to introduce himself. I will, um, you know, I will let y'all know when that happens on Twitter. Like I said, I don't know how many people actually, you know, likes golf, but, you know, I'm sure he has some buddies, you know, who's who's tuning in and they're like, you know, they're, they are, will be interested in him and golf. So, like I said, you got some big things coming. Um, so just stay on the lookout. Appreciate the support. And uh, let's get it. All money in.